Welcome to The Coalition. I'm your host, Alex. I'm your host, Jacob. So, how are we beginning this video? Well, I guess let's start with why we started. So, hey, do you want to start? Okay. Start we want to start a podcast that is like the Command Zone, EDH, Rec... How do you say that? EDH Recast. It's the people that made... I'm sure... Every, I'm sure they know. But, like, it's EDH Recast. It's the people that made EDH, EDH oh. Rec and it's their okay. Uh, YouTube channel. Okay. So, we're aiming to do podcast videos talking about the game and other aspects and eventually we'd like to do some gameplay videos and other analysis whether that things. be like four player two player hopefully hopefully we get to do four commanders commander yeah we're for magic probably, the gathering yeah for magic the gathering right yeah clarify <laughs> so we're probably going to do like um we might do like deck techs um uh we'll do different podcasts on different stuff like i'm sure at some point we'll do band cards um we'll do stuff like we'll do set overviews uh, uh, we'll crack packs and stuff, I'm sure, at some point. Um, I'm not sure how we'll record that, but it'll be, like, it'll, it'll be a little bit different, probably. Yeah. Um. We have a few, we have a few series ideas. Yeah. And so, the reason why we started the podcast, like, mainly, is because we thought it would be fun to just, like, talk about magic and... Mostly just ...record videos and stuff. Um, if we, if we get to the point where we can do it, like, a lot, it'd be nice. We'll see where the road takes us. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. Um, we named, so, Coalition Coalition Clash, or that's the name of the thing we're going to do, but um, the Commander's Coalition, the reason why we chose that name is um, because of the card Coalition Victory, and um, if you want to bring it up, so, so Coalition Victory says it's three colorless, three generic, and one of each, one of each color, and it's a, it's a sorcery, and it says you win the game if you control a land of each basic land type and a creature of each color. And uh, it's banned in Commander, if you guys didn't know. It's probably an important thing to Yeah, say. important thing to say. That's main, kind of main, the main reason why we have it as our channel name, is because yeah. it's it's banned and it's... It's kind of fun. We don't think it should be banned. It's kind of... It's a card that's like... It, it's good. It's eight mana, which is a lot. And it's a sorcery, so you can't instant speed it. You can't do it on other people's turns. And you have to have it land of each basic land type, which has gotten easier over the years. Yes, thanks to the Triumphs. Triumphs and Shocklands. Um... Mainly the Triumphs, though. Triumphs is just... It, well, if you guys don't know what one of the Triumphs is, it's there's uh, five of them, and each one taps for one of three colors. There's uh, the Savai Triumphs, black, white, red, um, Katria Triumphs, green, red, blue, but there's there's a whole bunch of different ones that... It's a, it's a whole cycle. It's five, but there's only five. It's um, I'm not sure how, what they call them. Uh, it wouldn't be like enemy, but it would be like... I don't know. But they're, 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 they're missing some three-color combination, so... Um, but, but they do have the basic land they, types. Yeah, they have the basic land types, which is, which is the main reason. So if you if you play one, it enters tapped, and it also has cycling. There's it's three colorless, and it has cycling. Each one has cycling, and um, they enter the battlefield tapped, but they can tap for the colors is not the main part, but the because it has the basic land types, uh, you play two triumphs basically of any any type. It turns on coalition victory for the the land part of that for the creature of each color. If you have a five color creature, it gets there. If it's uh, if you have like five, any any combination. If you have two yeah. color creature and then three monocolor creatures, it's the, it's the same thing. So the reason why we called it Coalition Victory or Commander's Coalition is because of Coalition Victory, uh, and mainly we think it should be unbanned. I don't think it should be banned. Do you have any reason why it shouldn't be or it eight should mana. be banned? It's too slow. It's eight mana, and and it has gotten easier though over the years to get faster mana. But it's one of each color, so that's that's a pretty steep. 
a steep price. And it's a sorcery, which means um, if somehow you get that requirement on someone else's turn, you can't just like flat or you can't just instant it in. Not that you probably would, but you could um, if that came up. Um, so what are some other things we talk about um, for the for the channel? Just like... I don't know. I think we've covered most of it. I think, yeah. I think some other things we could talk about is like there's over time we're going to do more and more different videos. Like I said before, deck techs. Uh, we'll do spoiler season at some point. I'm sure I'm sure probably for the next set we will. Probably. Um, Kamigawa Neon Dice just came out um, a couple days ago. I believe it was on Friday of, not yesterday, but the week before. I believe Friday is when it came out. Um but so we're gonna do spoiler season i'm sure we'll do like uh when leaks come out big leaks we might do secret layers we'll talk about it yeah yeah we'll, we'll just see. talk about cards right every time someone something gets banned or unbanned well i'm sure we'll do a video on that um so for for putting out videos i think we're for now we're planning on every friday right once every a week, yep. like once a week every friday we'll post a video and um we should be able to do that at some point. Hopefully, we can we can do more. Um, yeah, that'd be nice. But, but I think a good start is once a week, or maybe like once every other week. But we'll probably do once a week, just because yeah. the videos, you know, a thirty minute, one hour long video every week, you know, that's not that much content. But then again, you know, it's it's quite a it takes quite a bit to good get a video point. together. Um, so you want to talk about yeah? So your start? we're gonna talk about um, how we started and what our history was. Um, so we both started in seventh grade, yep. um, in middle school, middle school. This and was about when Kaladesh came out. Yeah, this is, yeah, specifically it was, uh, Kaladesh had just come out, I believe, and Eldritch Moon was just like, that was the set before. And, um, we started, he, you, you were in a, there was a game club. Um, game club at middle, or at the middle school. At the middle school, yeah. There was a whole bunch of people in it. I didn't go. Uh, to it at first you did I believe I did I was... you you went there um, and it was the game club was just you you play did you ever do a draft that that year? we did do a draft that first year what set was that for that was from I think Amonkhet and I think we had a couple of conspiracy packs mixed in there okay so so I didn't do that draft because I wasn't in game club but um, so he did he did that and uh so I took the deck that we had got because we got these intro decks from the teacher and then we split it in half because it had two colors, two half parts to it. So then I gave him one and then I took one and then until we both got our own decks, we would use that. To... Was that the 2016 welcome deck? I think so, yeah. So, because I don't, I don't, do they still do them? I'm not sure. But if they do, then I guess some, some of you may know what it is, but it's basically, there's like half a deck, half a 60 card, not commander. This, yeah. this is we haven't played commander yet just to be to be clear but we um he got well each each person that went in the game club got a free welcome deck free two of them right yeah wizards had sent the teacher a whole box of the welcome it, decks and yeah. they got to pick two colors and, and lgs's will get them too i believe and um so basically you could pick two colors i believe and then you put them together and it should it should just be kind of like this welcome deck it's not that powerful but it's it has some cards in it like Soul of the Harvest was in that one. Soul yeah. of the Harvest, I mean, that's a pretty good card. Everyone's favorite dragon, Shivan Dragon. <laughs> yeah, Shivan Dragon. Aegis Angel? Was that one in that one? It's pronounced Aegis Angel. Aegis Angel, whatever. <laughs> uh, and that one That one says when ATBs, um, something, something gets, gets indestructible as long as it's on the battlefield. So it, I did it get errated to 
No, not... Did it get eradicated to do indestructible counters? Or is it still... No, it's... It's still what it is before. Because yeah. okay. the angel still needs to be in That's right. Yeah, that would make more sense. So, um, there were some other ones too. Uh, Sphinx of Magasai? Was that yeah, one of them? Yeah. Oh, God, I love that card. I played with a lot of that card. Draw a lot of cards. Anyway, uh, so you you got a green and red? Yeah, I got a green got and a red rule. So, he got a green one, which had Soul of the Harvest, and a red one, which had Shivan Dragon. It had a bunch of other cards in it. I'm not, I'm not too familiar with the list, other than those main rares that were in it. But um, had 26 lands for each half deck, so it was a little land heavy. Oh, wow. Really? It did. So it had 50... Wait, 26 lands Or not for... 26. It had, like, 13 each. Wait, yeah, so 13 each. So it had 26 total. Okay. It was 60. I was going to say, 26 each? That's yeah. 52 yeah. cards. That's, that's like, it was a little all land... the deck except for 8 cards. <laughs> but, a little land heavy. Yeah, I mean, even then. I mean, in Commander, we run around 34. You run a little bit more. I run more because I can't draw lands. <laughs> but... And I run actually a little less usually. Because um, he's lucky. Because I'm yeah I'm a lucky lucky player. But uh, anyway, so you gave me a half and you yeah. took a half. Usually I'm, I took the red one. Yes. Yeah. And I yeah I can't I can't remember when we I'm sure we mixed it up a bit but I I do think you I usually took the, the red one. one. Um, and we played uh, we played in our classes when we were in school. Yeah, we had a advisory together so every day we play in there because the teacher let us and it was yeah fun and. Um, I eventually joined um, the game club the next year. And Over the then, summer. There was a summer version of it oh, that we did. Oh, was that when I started? Yeah. Okay. So, so I, I started, there, there was a summer one, and then there was the in-school one. So the in-school one would be after school, goes into like 5.45, that's usually when it ends. Um, the summer one is like from uh, from like 8 o'clock in the morning or something, all the yeah. way until like, what? 4. And Four. You, can, you could come and go as you wanted. Yeah, it, you didn't have to stay there, but... Um, I did the half, right? I only did half. Did you? Maybe. I, I believe I only did... So I went from 8 to 12. That's that's when I stayed there, and I left at um, at 12. Yeah. And I just did that because I didn't think I'd want to be there all day. And it turns out I really did want to be there all day. I'm not sure if I ever changed it, but um, it was awesome. We did drafts. The first draft I ever did was a mixed draft. We had Conspiracy, like you said before, and a bunch of other sets. There wasn't a main one. Must I think we had leftovers from the one yeah. we did during the school year. Uh, and then, so let's see what else. Uh, so we played half decks. Um, so I eventually, for my birthday, we went to, um, a store, a game store, and it had a Chandra, I believe it's called, I wrote, I wrote in the outline here. Um, it's called the Kaladesh Planeswalker deck, and it's the Chandra one. And, um, Terror Pyrogenius, is that on there somewhere? No, we did not put that on So there. that one, if I can look on here, uh, Let me just so, look it up real quick. It's as a plus two. You can look it up, and then we can actually get it here. It's a card I forgot to put on there. Didn't think I would talk about it. So, it's uh, it's six mana to play out, four generic, two red. It's a planeswalker. Um, it starts with five loyalty, and it has a plus two, and it deals two damage to each opponent. So, you activate it, deals two damage to each opponent. It has a minus three. Uh, Chandra Pyrogenius deals four damage to target creature. So it's creature removal. And then minus 10, Chandra Pyrogenius deals 6 damage to target player, and each creature he or she controls goes, so it's like direct damage and then a nuke. Um, it's not that great. 6 like, mana. It's not that great. It's about a dollar um, if you want to buy one. Yeah, it's like $1.25, around a dollar. He got a few of these. I, yeah, and I'll decks. get to that later, but so I bought one. It, I also believe it came with a pack. I believe it came with some packs, too. And I believe I got Amonkhet and Kaladesh, and that was around the time that, that it, it was released around that time. And... Um, I didn't pull anything noteworthy, uh, but that was my first pack, and I played with that deck 
Um, I can't remember how good it was. I'm sure it was, was just what, like red white. No, I think it was. Was it just? I think it, it, I think it was red white. And was it? I think. I'm pretty sure it was red white. If it was red white, I'm I'm not sure. But because yeah, remember, you had assemble the legion in it. Assemble legion wasn't in the deck though. No, but, but you I, eventually I put, it put it in. Yeah. So assemble the legion is a card I loved back then, like back when we played, and it still kind of is a pretty fun card. It's it says um, at the beginning it's an enchantment. It's three generic, one red, one white. And it says, at the beginning of your upkeep, put a muster counter on Assembled Legion. And then it says, put a 1-1 one, one red and white soldier creature token with haste under the battlefield each for each muster counter on Assembled Legion. So basically, every turn, it would get a muster counter, and then you'd create that many tr- uh, that many um, uh, tokens. I never, I didn't know anything about proliferate or any of that stuff, so I never abused any of that. It was just a fun card that I'd play on, like, turn 5, and then I'd get some get some guys. And it was at the yeah. beginning of your upkeep, so you'd play it, and you wouldn't get any value that turn. So it really wasn't that great for me, but it but, was a really fun card. I mean, if it got around the way our decks were, they were pretty slow, and they, yeah, they didn't really pretty, pretty remove bad. anything. So Yeah, we didn't really know the power of removal back then. Um, so if he played it, he usually won, but he only had one of them. So Yeah, that's, yeah I only had one in there. Uh, and then again, this this is like anything goes 60 card. It's not... Yeah. There's re- this is really not a form. Yeah, it's just tabletop, like... Um, what do they call it? Kitchen table magic. Like, yeah. It's just, just fun 60 card magic. Um so, uh, we played draft. Whenever we played drafts, um, we were always in. We were always in the draft together, basically. And uh, you were always. He's always. You've always been like a better play- player than me, mostly, just because you. He, he's like a rules lawyer. He knows. I like. He knows like a lot of the rules. So, uh, I. Uh, I'd always ask. I always ask. I still ask you about rules all the time. I text you. and I'm like, Hey Jacob. Uh, uh, can you tell me um, what uh, does this work? Blah blah blah, and then he'll tell me. And so you all, you knew how to draft. I was just putting cards together that I liked. I mean, uh, okay, I wasn't amazing at drafts, but I was better than better most than everyone, everyone else. In, everyone there. In thing. And so I think you know we have some friends that were in there too, and we're still they don't really play Magic anymore, but um, they still kind of know the game. Yeah. But uh, they also played in those drafts back then, and I. I got second a lot, and I feel like a lot of it was luck because <laughs> I they were they were probably better than me back then too because I think they started a little bit before me. Did they? Did C, like CJ? Did he start before me or did um CJ CJ probably didn't start before you, but he was, he was in the club. Yeah, like so, he joined the club the week after, but you technically played a game of half decks with me before he did. Right. So. Okay. So he um CJ he's he's one of our he's one of our friends, but. He played Magic, and I, I usually got second just because I, I just I guess I just got lucky. I don't know. And we'll get to the 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 draft later, the draft that we played that was awesome. It was one of my like favorite games of Magic I've ever played. It was probably a turning point for, at least for me, for Magic. Um, but we'll get to that later. So um, getting into Commander. So I started playing Commander, or I, I, no, I didn't start playing Commander. I bought the Draconic Domination... Um, commander precon, and it's the it's the precon from 2017. It's the Ur Dragon is the commander. I'm sure everyone knows that's played Magic knows what the Ur Dragon is, or at least commander because it's fairly popular. But if you don't know, it's four colorless and one of each color. It's a creature dragon avatar. It's a 10/10 flying. Has eminence. If you don't know what eminence does, it's uh, it triggers when it's or it doesn't trigger, but it 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 has that ability in the command zone or on the battlefield both. Um, so its eminence ability was dragons cost one less to cast. So all my dragons costed one less to cast right away. Um, and then it also had an ability where if it, this only was on the battlefield. 
when one or more dragons you control attack, you draw that many cards and you put a permanent card from your hand into the battlefield. So incredibly powerful, like an ins like a really really good, um, really good like commander. And I think it's like top thirteen on EDH rec right now, um, for decks overall. And it's the top dragon commander. Um, but I bought that uh, commander precon because my friend, one of our friends, Aaron, he bought it. And I saw it, and I was like, I want that. That's awesome. Those dragons look insanely powerful. So I and bought that one. you used it as a normal deck. And I, yes, I used it as a 60-card anything-goes tabletop magic deck. And I know that sounds ridiculous. Isn't there a command tower in that deck? Yes, there is a command tower in that deck. <laughs> um, and we just said it did nothing. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. We, I think I just replaced it with, like, a basic land or something. I don't, I don't remember. But, anyway. Um, so I bought that deck... Uh, for forty dollars pre-con price um, for twenty seventeen, uh, the MSRP. If anyone knows, this deck is extremely expensive now. It's over three hundred and fifty dollars right now, I believe. Um, I'll put the I'll put the price of it on on the screen okay. when I edit. Um, at like the current market price on TCG Player, you can get it for. Um, but yeah, no, it's it was probably one of the best buys ever made. Um, it was yeah. And, and that a... that started me playing. I mean, I I didn't play Commander until very 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 long afterwards, like a couple years. Yeah, couple like at least two. Um, so I played it as a normal deck. Uh, it I mean it did pretty good for you know, playing. Yeah. Against yeah. the decks that we played against, you know they weren't that great. Um, it could snowball. It, yeah, it, it, it was it, it was a dragon tribal deck. You know, slow dragons do dragon things, right? Um. So that's important though. That that dragon precon is very important because that segued me into playing commander. Or pl I guess, I mean, I don't really know if that segued us, but it segued me into playing commander. I um, had a deck before this, but it was not much more than a pile of cards. Was that the Olivia Voldaren one? Yeah, it has pretty much just Olivia Voldaren built around ramping up and using her abilities to take control of other people's stuff. <laughs> that well, but to be fair though, that was very annoying whenever you. Did like, oh, yeah. When you're, oh, yeah, you're Udvar Hellkite. It's a vampire now, and it's mine. So that was, uh, and do, do you have that on your, is that what you're going to talk about? Too, uh, when you... No, I guess I didn't put that on, but okay. I can, I'll talk about it when we get there. Once we once we get to uh, Jacob's history, he'll I'm sure he'll talk about it. But um, anyway, so I, I was set on not changing the deck, like, at all. Like, I was not set on changing that deck literally at all. And, but I changed one card and I said to myself, this is the only card I'm going to add to this deck. It wasn't, by the way, I'll get to that later, but, um, it was Dragon Arch and Dragon Arch is, it's a five colorless artifact and it just simply says two colorless tap, put a multicolored creature card from your hand into play. So in the pre-con, there was a lot of multicolored dragons in that deck. Intet, the dreamer, and you'll talk about, you made a deck around him later, but, uh, there was, uh, Savage Ventma, I believe, was in that deck, too. Um, Just had a bunch of dragons that would be cool to be able to cheat and play. Exactly. And it's Plus, really, it so, had the name Dragon in it. Yeah, that's true. That, and there's Belby's Portal, which is the same thing, um, but it's three colorless. It's instead of two colorless to activate the ability. And it says you, you have to pick a creature type when it enters the battlefield, and then you can put a creature into play that's that creature type. So it's a better card than Dragon Arch, in my opinion. But uh, I put it Dragon Arch in because it was Dragon. It was Dragon-themed. Um, so, uh, next, um, after that, just spiraled. I was just adding cards, just left and right, and just all over the, the place. The deck looks very different now. It looks very different now. And I, st I still have the deck, and it's my main, main deck that I like to play. Um, so, 
uh, going away from like oh, and then eventually I did play it as a commander deck, and then we played commander, and then we got some other people to play play, play commander. And this was back when commander was not as big as it was now. No. Now it's it's like the most popular format, I believe. Now it's actually the most popular format. And back then it was it was it was popular, but it wasn't as popular as now. One so. thing with his deck, what would happen is it pretty much got in a mood where it would just keep casting Ur-Dragon every turn because it just ramped, yeah. it did nothing else. And it's so crazy how that deck has evolved because now you almost never see the Ur-Dragon come out unless it's late in the game. You almost never see it come out just because its its eminence ability is so powerful. Um, so some other things I want to uh, uh, get in touch on uh, before I give it to Jacob to talk about his history uh, is... So, um, my first, or I guess not my first, but I opened a pack that my, my parents gave me for Valentine's day. They gave or they, no, they gave me the Nicobolus precon deck and, um, it had a Amonkhet, Amonkhet or our, I think it was our devastation. It had our devastation pack in it. And, um, I pulled a Armageddon masterpiece and that was my first masterpiece and still is the only masterpiece I've ever opened. And it's about 20 or $30. If you don't know what Armageddon does, it's three colors and one white. Uh, sorcery destroys all lands. Incredibly toxic in Commander. And I did have it in my deck for a while. But I never cast, I had never casted it, though. So. <laughs> and then a couple other things is uh, my first card that I, single that I bought was Torch of Defiance. Chandra Torch of Defiance for around 30, no, I bought it for 22 bucks, I believe. And it was a Chandra Torch of Defiance, I believe that's on there, right? Um, so it's two colors and two red, uh, for a planeswalker and it starts at four loyalty and it says top, plus one exile top card of your library. You may cast it. If you don't, it deals two damage to each opponent. It's Chandra Torch Defiance does two damage to each opponent. So it, it's basically like you can cast top card of your library or just deal some direct damage to your opponents. Um, it has another plus one, has four loyalty abilities, but the second plus one is add two red. So it's pretty good ramp. For, um, for red, at least. Ooh, excuse me. Um, so it also has a minus three, and it says Tondra Torch Defiance deals two or four damage to target creature, so it has removable as well. And then it's, finally, it's minus seven, is you get an emblem with whenever you cast a spell, it deals five damage to any target. So you cast anything, it deals five damage to emblem, so it can't be removed from the game at all, unless the player gets removed. Um, so... Uh, I should I get into the decks now? I guess. Well, okay. At the time, we can't move on. At the time, he was going to oh. the game store because he wanted to buy another Chandra Power Genius because he had traded his to me because we had replaced a high value on Planeswalkers. So anyway, he had asked me how much it cost because he didn't uh, know how to use the websites yet to find the cost. And I said, oh, a Chandra Power Genius costs about three dollars because I think that's what it cost. <laughs> yeah, time. It, it was a little more expensive. And then he goes to the. Uh, store and then he was confused why this one was thirty dollars yeah i so i wasn't that smart in magic back then so i basically the story goes i went to a game store a local game store and i asked the person at this counter do you have any chandra planeswalkers me thinking there's only one chandra planeswalker um they're like oh yeah we have a chandra torch defiance it's thirty dollars i'm like okay you still bought it though so i bought it um and i had that thing for a while and then uh, I sold it for around, I think I sold it for like 25 bucks. So it was, it was yeah, pretty fun. expensive still, but to note nowadays it's only, it runs around only six bucks and it got much. printed a few times. Um, 
some other things is uh, about me myself is I'm not a huge fan of infinite combos. Um, I have them in. I do I have any? I guess there's one in play. I I have a super friends deck, and I guess there is an infinite combo in there. But I usually don't try to do infinite combos just because. And, and Volo, Volo is combo-y. Yeah, Volo guide to monsters. Um, I'll get to the decks in a little bit, just talking about the commanders. But, um, they're. I don't. There's no. It's not combo centric. I'm not trying to combo. Um, if I do, I'll do it. But I usually don't. I don't look for the combos. Basically, he and accidentally combos because that's what Volo does. If yeah, if people, if I'm playing against people and they have infinite combos, I'm not that big of a stickler on it. But um, I'd rather not just because I feel like it just kind of ruins the game. Not ruins the game, but if you have a combo that has like six pieces, you go. You go. You go, bro. You can you can infinite as much as you want. That's a lot of cards to get out at once. So I'm going to get into my decks, and then after that, I'll have uh, Jake talk about his history. But So first first deck I ever had was the Dragon Precon, and I still have it today. It's uh, way, way more powerful, way more expensive than it was before. Um, uh, my second deck that I made was, so we did a budget battle, and uh, we had five, $5, right? Yeah, we gave ourselves a $5 budget. Yep. Excluding basic lands. Cause... Yep, we didn't count basic lands. And we got to spend $5 on a deck, and we'd play against each other with it. Um, I built uh, Borborygmos. I said it right. Borgorgamagors. Bor that's his name. <laughs> and he's he's a... Wait, well, hefty, Alex, hefty... you named the wrong card. It's uh, Borborygmos Oh, that's enraged. right, because there's two. Borgorgamagors Enraged. Specifically that one, not the other one. I can't remember what the other one does. But this one is uh four colorless two red and two green so it's eight mana it's pretty hefty um it's a seven six legendary creature cyclops it has trample and it says whenever it deals combat damage to a player reveal the top three cards of your library put all land cards revealed this way into your hand and the rest in your graveyard and then it says discard a land card borgamorgo or gorse enraged <laughs> deals three damage target creature or player so the idea of the deck was for me to um i had like i had a lot of lands in that deck there was like, like 60 lands in the deck like it was a lot it's and some fog effects too. Yeah, and a lot of fog effects and a lot of uh and like sixty lands. And they were all basic lands basically. Basic lands basically. Um so I uh so basically the whole thing was the deck was I discard a bunch of lands and deal a bunch of, deal a bunch of damage. Because it wasn't a tap the discarding lands is not a tap ability, it's just a ability. So if I can draw like a ton of cards and then just discard all of the lands, I deal a ton of damage. And the reason why I don't think it worked as much as good as it I thought it would is A, it's eight mana to play out. So it's a lot. And B, I thought that the ability was could be commander damage. I thought I only needed to do it seven times to win. But yeah, commander damage, if you didn't know, is only in combat. It is not just, it can't be just, it deals damage. Um, so that's why I built, that's the main reason why I built the deck is because I could I could go pretty cheap because it was 60 basic lands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the third deck I made. Wait, let me, let me talk about my deck that I built. Oh yeah, budget might as well, yeah. So this kind of started a trend of me <laughs> doing things wrong. So... I started the budget battle with the idea of building a deck around Rith the Awakener, which Rith the Awakener is a 6-mana six 6-6 six, six with flying that says whenever he deals combat damage to a player, you may pay 3. If you do, choose a color, then put a 1-1 one, one green sapling creature token onto the battlefield for each permanent of that color. And it is Naya. It is a Naya commander. Yeah, it's green, white, red, and 3 colorless. So the idea around the deck was, okay, I'll just make some tokens because there's a bunch of cards that are like you know, four cents that make like three tokens. And I can just kind of go with that idea. I don't have a lot of the expensive finishers or anything, but it seems fun. 
So, <laughs> I built the deck going through and, you know, putting in cards that did that, make tokens. But then I realized I was building it, it's like, I put a lot of value on my commander. So, I put in cards that gave him protection. So, he would be unblockable so I could get his combat damage trigger and so I could protect him because when you're in budget battles, usually you probably tend to build around your commander more, so it's pretty important. So, and then also I had enough room at the end to put a copy of Sunforger in. <laughs> and I thought that that was a card that would do really good for you tutoring. Read what Sunforger does? Yeah, I guess I can yeah. read that first. I didn't write yeah, it down. There. Okay, so in a sense what Sunforger is, is a, I believe a three-mana artifact that says, or three-mana equipment that says a creature gets plus four plus zero, and it has an equip three, and then you can pay a red and a white and unattach it. You get to search your deck for a red or white instant with mana value four or less, and then you get to play it for free. It's pretty powerful. I mean, if you're building a deck around it, it's, it's yeah. fairly powerful. It was like, you know, 30 cents, so it could fit in the budget really easily. It's only 30 cents? Yeah, it's only 30 wow. cents. How do you think I fit it in the budget? Well, I just, I, I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah. I thought it was more expensive. So anyway, so I put that in so I could have access to a lot of the cards. Wait, how much is the... Because you, you got the one of these, right? I doubt it. Or you, you had to have gotten this one, Commander 2016, because... Okay. Mo, not that it matters, it's like yeah. the same price, but... Yeah. So anyway, I put that in, and then also, I'm like, oh, my guy likes to deal combat damage, so let's give him double strike, so I can get twice as many triggers. Well, anyway, what happened is... Well, he he's already a 6-6, six, six, and if you give him double strike, he does 12 commander damage, <laughs> and then protection makes him unblockable... So the deck kind of turned into Voltron almost, and it won most of its games by dealing twenty-one commander damage. Yep. And I just and you you upgrade you after we did the budget battle you actually kept yeah. the deck right? I kept it. It's uh, it's in a couple pieces at the moment, but it it's uh in it's in progress to be fixed correctly because I like the deck to not be wrong this time not have a token-themed Voltron deck. Yeah, it was pretty weird. Uh, playing against it was interesting. Even if, like... you, if you were to go to a LGS and sit down with three people that... <laughs> three random people. ...haven't seen the deck before, they'd be kind of confused while you're swinging with lethal with your one yeah, creature in was... a token deck. No, it was it was pretty funny. I'd... It worked. It was fun. It was janky. We're, we were playing a game one time, and we were play it was three, three players, not four, and... Um... <laughs> I was playing my dragon deck, and dragons are, a mostly lot of dragons red. are mostly red. And so he played his commander, and then he, well, he had his commander out, and he swung, right? You just swung at me, I believe, right? And you gave it, or, yeah, and then you casted a protection spell to give it protection from red, so I couldn't block it. Now, if I would not have known what his deck was, I would have been like, okay, whatever, I take six, okay? Because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna counter his protection spell. Why would you ever counter a protection spell like that? It really doesn't make any sense. Um, but I thought to myself, I better count, I better mana drain his, what, what was the, do you remember what the protection spell was? Um, I think it might've been, I think it was like two mana, right? It was two mana. It was one that gave a, gave a plus one, plus one counter. I think, I don't remember exactly what it was because I had Sunforger. So I cast this before I swung. So I, um, equipped Sunforger or unequipped it to get something to give a double strike gave it plus one plus one and then re-equips on forger so it was a 11 7 with double strike which would be lethal if it hit you so yeah. i knowing that his deck kind of does janky crap like that i uh 
He did counter it. I mana drained his protection spell. If I would not have done that, I would have lost the game right there. And knowing that, I was like, wow, okay. Um, so it was, so. <laughs> it, was, it was fun to do that wrong. And but, you're you're gonna remake that deck at some point, right? Like, yeah, that deck's gonna it's gonna exist again. Just it's not gonna be different. Voltron. <laughs> uh, it's gonna lean more into tokens, right? That's yeah. what you said. So anyway, um, so my next deck that I made was was a Blink theme, and this deck, oh my gosh, this deck has went through so many changes. Um, it was originally the Kaldheim, the Kaldheim Commander deck. One, it was called it was the I can't remember what it was called, but it was the Fortel uh, theme. And it was uh, it was Azorius, and it its commander was a fort. I'm not going to get to what the commander was because I can't remember off the top of my head. But that was some exiling stuff. Though. Yeah, it was exiling and foretelling, and it made stuff costless to foretell. And it was it was really it was really it wasn't very great. And you pretty much just bought the precon for that. Just I didn't buy it actually. Cards. My dad gave it to me for he oh. gave it to me as a gift. So I uh, you basically stripped it of its parts and yeah. And then I but I eventually turned because it had a lot of decks or it had a lot of cards in that deck that had to do with. Uh, flickering and blinking and if you don't know what blinking is it's basically it exiles the permanent or creature or the permanent i guess in you know creature in most cases but sometimes permanent and then um, it comes back so it gets another etb effect so i took that and i reconfigured it to make it so it used uh rune of the hidden realm and i added green into it and it rune of the hidden realm is a two colorless green white blue commander it's a 4-4 with Vigilance and Trample. It's a legendary creature, Rhino Soldier. And um, it has two colorless tap. Exile target creature, return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. So you could use it to dodge nukes. You could use it to uh, get an ETB effect on your end step. Bunch of different stuff. Um, I The deck wasn't that great. I mean, it was okay. But um, I wanted to change the commander, so I changed it to... Um, did I did I write the list or how many? But I, I changed it to Amareth the Lustrous, and it's a three colorless green, white, blue commander. It's a six six, a legendary creature dragon with flying, and it says whenever a permanent enters the battlefield under your control, look at the top card of your library. If it shares a card type with that permanent, you may reveal it and put it in your hand. So it's kind of like card advantage whenever something ETBs, and that synergizes with blank by you know I, I'm ETBing all the time, so it's gonna trigger a lot, and um. Then I changed it to uh, Sakashima of a Thousand Faces, partnered with Sidar Kondo of Jamura. And Sakashima of a Thousand Faces is a three colorless blue commander. Uh, it's a 3-1 legendary creature, human rogue. And it's basically a clone effect, but it has a uh, it, it keeps its ability. So it keeps the ability of the legend rule doesn't apply to permanence control. And that's mainly so um, it, you can copy like uh, legendary creatures and it won't. It won't, um, it won't sacrifice to the uh, legendary rule. And uh, Sidar, Condo of Jamura, which I only had in the partner because it was green-white, and it has flanking. Uh, it's a, Well, I should say, it's two colorless green-white commander. Uh, it's 2-5 with flanking. And flanking says whenever a creature without flanking blocks this creature, the blocking creature gets minus one, minus one until out of turn. Um, and then it says creatures your opponent's control without flying or reach can't block creatures with power two or less. So it basically had unblockable except for it basically had flying but like yeah it's yeah. hard to block uh but i only had it in the deck for for the green oh, white but i he did ended up casting it a little quite a bit because there was some major problems with the deck and it's the reason why i took it apart i'm not gonna get too crazy into it but i changed the commander to that and then i eventually ended up getting rid of the green and changing it to brago king eternal and for about one day for 
I did actually never even got the card. I just changed it. I just said I was going to change it, and then I, I just got rid of the deck. But it's two colorless, white, blue, Saurus. 2-4, uh, legendary creature, spirit, normal. And it has flying, and it says whenever it deals combat damage to a player, it blinks all your or as many number permits as you want on your battlefield. Non-land. Non-land. Uh, and so it's a CDH card. It's um, it's mainly used for stacks. I didn't plan on making it stacks. Uh, I planned on making it just blink. Um, but I ended up not doing it, and I just took apart the deck and sold the cards that were in it. Um, so I'm going to get to Volo. So one of my favorite decks, other than Dragons, is Volo Guide to Monsters. And he is a two-colorless green-blue Simic Commander. He's a 3-2, human uh, legendary creature, human wizard. And he says, whenever you cast a creature spell that doesn't share a creature type with a creature you control or a creature card in your graveyard, copy it. So basically, I all the creatures in the deck have different creature types. And they have, they're basically like Simic good stuff, but I copy everything. And then I get a bunch of triggers, and I'm not going to get into it because I'm sure we'll make a video on, like, a Volo deck at some point. Um, but it was it's pretty fun. It's just, like, cast a big creature, it gets copied, and then I do a bunch of stuff. Um, I made a, uh, I also made a Changeling Tribal deck, and basically it, it used Sliver Overlord as its commander. It's uh, one of every color to play. It's a 7-7 seven, seven Sliver Mutant Legend. And it has three colorless. Search your library for silver, silver, sliver card. Reveal that card and put it in your hand. Then shuffle your library. And then it says three colorless. Gain control and target sliver. And basically, um, I tutored for good changelings and they synergized well together. But it basically was slivers, but using changelings, and it wasn't that great. And I took it apart basically after I built it. And um, still not. I was never really. I thought it would be a good idea, but it, yeah. and then. Uh, finally, like a deck that I like actually use and have is uh, Super Friends, and it uses the Prismatic Bridge, or I guess it uses a Sika. Is that not on there? You didn't um, put it on the list. Oops. Uh, <laughs> so a Sika uh, is a, I believe it's two colorless and one green, or no, it's one colorless and two green. One colorless, two green. One colorless and two green, and it's a legendary creature god. It's a 1-4 with Vigilance, and it says tap, add one man of any color, and then it says other legendary creatures you control get Vigilance and tap, add one man of any color. Doesn't I didn't use that side. I didn't use that side at all. I used the Prismatic Bridge side, and it was it's one of every color to play out. It's a legendary enchantment, and it says at the beginning of your upkeep, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature or planeswalker and put it on the battlefield, and then put the rest on the bottom of your library in any or a random order. Um... And basically, I have a bunch of Planeswalkers in the deck, not very many creatures, and then I get free cards off of Prismatic Bridge, and then I cast a lot of Wrath effects to blow up everyone's creatures. Um, and uh, Humility. Yeah, and Humility, which I just put in the deck, which uh, is a little toxic. It's a two colors, two white enchantment that says all creatures lose all abilities and are 1-1s, one and, and basically it turns off every creature on the battlefield, and because I don't have very many creatures in the deck, it's pretty good. Um, and then... I have two other decks that I made, but weren't actually decks I made. I, I constructed them, but I never bought the cards for them. And it was Tatiova Extra Turns, which is... Tatiova is a three colorless, one blue, one, one green, three three legendary creature, Morphulk Druid. And it says whenever it land enters the battlefield under your control, you gain a life and draw a card. And I basically I drew a bunch of cards, played a bunch of lands, and then took a bunch of extra turns. And it was like near CEDH, and it wasn't that fun to play against or play with because it was very slow and very um, solitary. And um, and then last uh, but not least is Crick, son of Yagmoth, and he is four colorless and three uh, Phyrexian. He's a legendary creature. Phyrexian black. Phyrexian black. Yep. 
legendary creature, horror minion. <laughs> He's a two-two, and he has life link. And it says for each black in a cost, you may pay two life rather than pay that mana. And it says whenever you cast a black spell, put a one-one counter on him. So basically, everything turns into Frexian mana to play all your black stuff. So I pay a bunch of life to cast cards, and I cast like Doomsday, and then I combo out and win the game. And I was I was really close to building that deck, but then I didn't because um, it was really expensive, and I wouldn't play it very often because no one wants to play against that. You win turn three. Like, sure, it's CDH, but I don't play with CDH. Like, we don't play CDH. We play casual because um, it's just not fun. But so that's, that's basically my history. Um, went kind of long, which I'm not a huge fan of, but I... Oops. Oops. Um, okay. Well. So I guess I'm gonna save the battle bond thing until you're done because I think we should talk about that last because okay. that was That's that was a big thing. Okay. So I guess Jacob, take it away. Okay. So like Alex, I started back in seventh grade and we did the half deck thing and played. Started in Kaladesh. So I had first day of that game club was a Tuesday, and then the next day we had actually went up to the local Walmart and bought a pack of magic cards because that sounded fun and i actually pulled a sahili ray from that which was a planeswalker which was a three mana one colorless one blue one red starts at three has plus one scry one and then deal damage to each opponent minus two create a token that's a copy of target artifact or creature you control except it's an artifact in addition to its other types and then it gains haste and you have to sack it at the beginning of the end step so that's pretty powerful, and that's actually what it was used for in combination with another card to go infinite until... The... Some of the more experienced commander players probably know what that is. Yes. Um, and then it has minus seven, search library for up to three artifact cards with different names, and put them onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. So for me, it was obviously a really fun card to pull, because I didn't even know what a Planeswalker was at this time. And Planeswalkers were like godly to us back then. Yeah, we thought they were really overpowered. Um, and for... The people we played with, they pretty much were, because once they got around, they were like enchantments. No one had removal, <laughs> and they couldn't swing. So the Planeswalker stayed around for a while. And this is actually before, back when it was the Planeswalker rule and not just the Legendary oh, rule. I forgot about that. So, I mean, that didn't matter with Sahili, but... No. It was, uh, it was kind of weird for us to learn how it worked. I was actually even told by someone at the start that it was a creature, and with power and toughness equal to its loyalty, <laughs> it, uh... Obviously, I know it's not that now, and I learned that the day next time I went to the school because I'd asked the teacher about it. But and he was the, an experienced magic yeah, player. Yeah, he's he's played magic. He doesn't he doesn't play much commander, or, you know, competitive he's just getting stuff. Into it basically. Now he has a lot of tribal decks. He's like eighty tribal decks. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> um. So anyway, I got the first green red deck that we had talked about, and I always liked Gruel because it was fun. Felt you know got to place a lot of lands and play some big stuff <laughs> shivan dragon do got to do some dumb stuff and then the second deck i got i actually got another one of those welcome decks for christmas um this one was also green red but i changed it then because it was random you didn't get to pick for that but i got a i eventually changed it to be green white and i sent it around a, a two card not even a combo just a synergy <laughs> Did I not put it in? Okay, I didn't put it in, but the two cards that I like to use was Gearshift Ace, which was a 2-1 two, two, two dwarf with first strike for a colorless and a white, 
and it has whenever it crews a vehicle, that vehicle gains first strike until end of turn. <laughs> and then I, I coupled that with Oval Chase Dragster, which is a four mana vehicle with Trample and Haste. It's a six one as crew one. So I guess the idea was if I got both, I could have a six one Trample Haste first strike. And <laughs> I mean that synergy. No, but it works. It's just funny that your whole deck was based around that. <laughs> okay, I, I say based. Well, it's like I had that yeah, like synergy like, in it, but then I had a lot of like um, mana dorks and other stuff right. in it to just kind of play the game. But and then I I've made a lot of sixty card decks before playing Commander. They were all like pretty fun. First one I built was like a one one counter theme deck. It was green white. It was pretty fun, but it was pretty slow. And then I had built a squirrel deck because I thought squirrels were fun. So I built this, and the idea was it goes infinite with Maze of Vith, Argothian Elder, and Squirrel's Nest. Maze of Vith says tap, untap, target attacking creature. Argothian Elder says tap, untap, two lands. And Squirrel's Nest is, says enchanted land gets to tap to make a squirrel. So you just make infinite squirrels and then win. Um, and I actually built it... It made a lot of sense. I had a lot of tutors in it to tutor for my combo pieces, and then I had cards like Harmonize to draw more cards. Oh. And token players, his scroll deck did not use Crater of Behemoth to win. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> are you saying like people shouldn't use Crater of Behemoth? No, I'm just saying it's kind oh. of overused. I mean, I feel like a lot of people use well, it. Well, if you're going infinite, doesn't matter. Put some other cards in there. One of them was, oh, what is it called? I forgot. It's a. Uh, Orn Reef the Vastwood, that's what it's called. And it's a land that enters tap and has tap put a one encounter on each green creature that entered the battlefield this turn. <laughs> so the idea being that I can infinite make power. infinite squirrels with infinite power. It's over 9,000! It, they were very large squirrels when I got that off. It was it was a fun deck to build. Um, it was built around the infinite combo. I didn't use it a whole lot because I felt a little toxic against the people that you know i was playing against because to be fair a lot of people were asking to play against it a lot of people would ask like, hey can i play against this i don't know why they kept asking that deck could beat like four people at once yeah. <laughs> but they keep trying uh speaking of that i built an infinite elf deck which was built around uh presence of gond which is an enchantment that says enchanted creature gains tap create a one one elf warrior and then midnight guard which is whenever a creature enters the battlefield, untap it. So it's a creature. So that's infinite. I built that deck mostly because I built the entire deck for like $8. So that was like to prove a point to someone that you could build a good deck that isn't expensive. And for $8, I built a deck that was pretty good. It pretty consistently comboed out like turn four to make infinite one ones. Um, again, 60 card tabletop. So it was a lot easier. I had. <laughs> People weren't trying to win, like, like, really fast. It was yeah. just tabletop. But, yeah. So I had um, copies of Heliod's Pilgrim to search for... Or, what is it? Is it Heliod's Pilgrim? Am I right about that card? Which one? The one that tutors for Aura. Ooh. I would not... I'm not I think it might be Heliod's Pilgrim. Other way. Otherwise, it doesn't oh, really matter. Other, other way. way. <laughs> um, otherwise, it doesn't really matter. Basically, deck just tutored to win. And then I had a lot of other decks I got. I got the two... Uh, dual decks, speed versus cunning, and those decks were really fun to have because they were all different from what I normally done. Because that was really... probably a lot better than like some of the pre-builds that we played that yeah. we played before. I don't know, all the pre-cons were pretty similar, but the speed versus cunning, this they're all three colors, a three-color deck that was aiming to be fast. That's 
interesting for 60 card but it was fun i got to swing with stuff and it was fun deck to play overall um and then cunning was different from everything i'd done because it was like a slow control type thing drawing of cards which was a lot different from everything else i had done because everything else was green at this point and i built a few tribal decks like a wolf deck merfolk deck dinosaurs and hydras um all of those were pretty fun to play and all of them were green but then i made two decks later that were based around like more strategies i built a deck using the keyword exalted which it's probably not a very popular ability but it says whenever a creature you control attacks alone it gets plus one plus one so if you have four creatures with exalted whenever you swing with a creature it gets big cd the deck was just to play a bunch of things and swing and win then more recently i built a energy counter theme deck which every card in the deck makes energy counters or uses energy counters in some way and it gets a lot of value it's pretty good um overall but anyway so when i got into commander then after this because when he started playing commander i got back into it but i had built a olivia voldaren deck which was pretty much a pile of cards it had a bunch of like vanilla one fours <laughs> that didn't do anything else that just were there to have a creature but the other people i was playing against were not that good at the game either yet so they had a general tazri ally tribal deck who's that it was ryan peterson right so it um was that commander that was a commander deck yeah um so anyway he uh had that it didn't we were still new to the game so it wasn't that bad but if i got a my vampire out and just started stealing all of his things <laughs> there wasn't much he could do and when you're when you're playing like like when removal's you played, non-existent when you played against me like dragons like you steal one of my dragons and that's like well, that's before we had removal in our decks yeah that's true i still don't really run that much removal but <laughs> yeah who needs removal when you can just try and win, win. <laughs> um so anyway and then when i got back in i built a corvold deck which it's much different than probably any Corvold deck anyone's ever faced because it was pretty jank. It wasn't that good. The only thing notable about it is I always had 20 cards in my hand. <laughs> there were so many cards with that deck. I had, and But the thing is, the deck couldn't win. I, just, I could draw all the cards, but I couldn't win. Um, I had some cards. There was one called Spine of Ishsa, oh. which was a seven-mana artifact that said when it enters the battlefield, destroy it permanent. Oh my God. And then when it leaves the battlefield, put it back to your hand. So every turn, like I would just draw a card, play Spine of Ishsa, blow up something, swing with Corvold, sacrifice Spine of Ishsa, draw another card. And it didn't do much. Um, In 1v1, that's like you lose the game, the other player loses, because you've heard destroying multiple yeah. things. Well, yeah, because he had like, dragons oh. at this point, so he wasn't playing more than one creature a turn. No. So. <laughs> and if he ever didn't play a creature, I guess I had to blow up one of his lands. Oof. So. I, I only did that once. <laughs> and then I kind of quit, quit playing that deck, and I built a Riku of Two Reflections deck, which that was. It didn't turn out as good as I wanted it to. This was before Volo came out, so it was pretty much just a Creatures Matter deck. And Riku is a 2-2 for 5, green, blue, red. And it says, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, you may pay blue and a red. If you do copy that spell, you may choose new targets for the copy. And whenever another non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may play green, blue, if you do create a token that's a copy of it. So the plan was to just play some teamer good stuff 
kind of like Volo. It is notable, though, that it is when it enters the battlefield and not when it's cast. Yeah. Also, it can always do that versus Volo. Right. only. So, I mean, I built that. It didn't turn out that good, mostly because the commander himself was five mana, and just the way the games played out, the deck couldn't ramp to that fast enough or ever afford to spend a turn casting it. So the deck overall, I ended up not fixing it because I didn't really want to keep going down the uh, creature-based route because it wasn't that fun for me overall. But And then eventually I got the Rith deck that I'd previously mentioned, which <laughs> I had upgraded, put some cards in. I won, What we'll talk about later is during one of the drafts, I won a battle bond doubling season. Mm. So I put that in. I made some tokens. I didn't use it a whole lot for anything but it was fun what lasted um what lasted <laughs> tardy stacks um okay so then the deck i built after rith this is what i built over the summer and decided yeah this looks fun so i built a horde of notions elemental tribal deck which horde of notions if you don't know is a five five for five one of each color God. with vigilance trample and haste oh, that's a lot of abilities. <laughs> and it has white blue black red green you may play target elemental card from your graveyard without paying its mana cost so elementals i don't know if you've ever faced against anyone who has an elemental deck but elementals kind of struggle to win if they don't intend to go infinite and combo out just because they're slower than a token theme deck and they kind of want to go wide too so and I didn't want to use infinite combos because I knew he didn't like it and a lot of other people don't like losing to infinite combos. It's like, okay, I didn't think it would matter that much. Well, anyway, what happened is it kind of became like a stacks deck, <laughs> which it's weird to say, but pretty much the deck couldn't win. I could just make everyone lose. Um, yeah, it was, it was... So, well, there's a lot of elementals that say like, destroy target creature when they enter the battlefield like there's solitude which exiles a creature oh, which i had bought a solitude actually when i was down Ooh, in tennessee yeah. one day over vacation and i got it for like th got the extended art one for 30 dollars. which if you don't know now it's around 60 70 bucks so that was, that was a good buy that was one of my few good buys um but built that had solitude in it oh and one of my favorite cards crib swap which <laughs> was castable with horde of notions oh oh yeah you'd get into a lock just yep so crib swap is a two colorless one white instant it's a tribal instant with shapeshifter so it also has changeling so it's an elemental so it is an elemental and i can cast it with word of notions so basically the deck would just be built around ex exiling stuff until you won it it wasn't that good um pretty much the games it lost it would either win by swinging and killing everyone with word of notions before anyone did anything or because I had Rubble Hulk in the deck. That was, that, Rubble that, Hulk ooh. has... That was a funny card. The creature itself doesn't matter, but it has uh, colorless, red, green, discard it to, to give creature plus X plus X for X the number of lands. So if I had like eight lands, it did a lot of damage then, I guess. It wasn't that good of a deck. It, it either won by doing that or won by killing every threat you could ever have and sending it to exile. It, it wasn't an amazing deck. That was... Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty slow and toxic. So I kept that deck for a while, but then I recently built an Intet the Dreamer deck, which I have a few cards I need to order for it right now, but Intet, if you don't know, is in the same cycle as Rith the Awakener. 
guy who is part of the token deck. And Intet says it's a six mana for a six six with flying, and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you may play two colorless and a blue. If you do exile the top card of your library, you may cast that card for as long as it remains exiled and play it without paying its mana cost for as long as Intet remains on the battlefield. So the idea, I guess, is just manipulating the top of your deck and casting some big spells. It has a dragon sub-theme, pretty much, so every creature is a dragon. So make dragon swing, do that, cast some extra turn spells. It's fun. It works pretty well. But I guess that's all I have to say about that. So out of all your decks, what do you think was the best deck that you, you have, like, like had ever made, like for... You can just specify commander, like just just commander. Um, out of all your decks that you made, which one do you think is the best? Intet the Dreamer was probably the best, but Rith was the most fun because it was so Rith was like your favorite. Yeah, it was fun to just win out of nowhere doing the wrong thing. My for me, I would say. Do you think Volo is better than Dragons? Probably. So I so I have Volo Guide to Monsters. I I think that's probably the best deck. Uh, but my favorite is Dragons. Um, yeah. Um, so. So do you want to talk about the battle bond thing? Yeah. So okay. this is this is this is a fun one. So if you, um, do you want to you want to just I guess I'll start us talk about, about it. it? So in the summer of was it must have been what, what, what would have been it? for our freshman year I think because we didn't have it sophomore year because of COVID. Well, it was yeah yeah it would have been it would have been before so yeah, it would have yeah. been freshman year so freshman summer. year. So freshman year summer, we had a draft, and it was around Battle Bond. Um, and the draft was a uh, two-headed giant 2v2. Am I right? Was it freshman year? Freshman year summer? Uh, he's either freshman year or eighth grade. Okay, either way. Um, we played Battle Bond, and so Battle Bond, I don't know if it was standard to have people do a 2 yeah, the, the, draft. the whole, the whole, was the whole set was, it was made around doing it a 2v2 draft, yeah. Yeah, so... We did the Battle Bond draft, and that's actually where I got my doubling season that I had previously yeah. mentioned. But it was... Uh, so Alex and I joined up, and we were playing against a bunch of other people who a lot of them were older than us, so they had a little bit more experience playing Magic. And yeah. they, they had, one of them had a turn two Emrakul deck that he... <laughs> Jacob Unlocker. Yeah, he... Uh, the other Jacob that we don't talk about... <laughs> built a deck basically casting channel into emrakul and just winning because this was not commander this was not commander because obviously channel and emrakul <laughs> are banned in commander um um battle bond by the way was a very good set for commander it um, was a very good set even though it wasn't um, made for commander so anyway we joined up and we played was it three games right uh it was either three or four three or four anyway we won either two or three of them without much difficulty because we had a pretty good deck yeah anyway going into the final, final match of the day we were against the people that would be the best jacob and drake jacob and drake and one of them had a i don't know blue black maybe and then the other one had a green red deck that they built and the deck we had was i had a uh, white blue control type thing and then he had a green red gruel stompy kind of thing so the plan of our plan of attack was i would basically kind of make it so they couldn't win and then he would just eventually yeah. win but <laughs> so in the final match he took like four mulligans oh yeah i took so many mulligans because he couldn't get any lands so anyway it was just playing and oh i was not drawing any lands so i'm doing my best to try and stop from losing and oh we had one thing we had pulled from the packs was a will oh, and will rowan. and rowan 
Yeah, Will Kenrith and uh, Rowan Kenrith, and the original printing was from Battle Bond, and I'm not going to get into what they are, but uh, they'll be on screen. Um, Will's main thing was that he could turn... Something into a 0-3. 0-3 until end of turn, and then uh, Rowan's... Uh, what was her? Man, she she, she dealt, made some she, attack, yeah, and that, then she could that, deal 3 to each. She dealt 3 to each to make it so so Will made everything a 0-2, and then um, Rowan would kill everything, basically. Did, did Will make them 0-2s or 0-3s? I think they were 0-3s. Okay, so then Rowan did they'll, 3 damage. They'll be on screen, so you'll be able to see them. But, um, so that was... We were excited about that, because that was going to be yep. our main game plan. So anyway, I drew Will, and he had saved us pretty much by just stalling us for as long as we can. We're still losing at this point, but anyway, they cast a card called Apocalypse Hydra, oh, which this was... I forgot about this! This was before the ruling change, which made X-Spells have a mana cost of what you pay for them, and not what it is minus the X. Yeah. So... Apocalypse Hydra is a red-green X Hydra with enters a battlefield with X-1-1 counters, and then if it's yeah. X is five or more... It doubles them. It doubles. Something. Yeah. So, and then it has, like, red green, red and colorless to remove a counter to deal a damage. So, Will couldn't save us from that because it had 1-1 counters. <laughs> so, anyway, as they're doing it, I realized I had a Spell Pierce. Right? Spell Pierce? I think that's what it was, yep. yep. So, Spell Pierce saved us that game, and then eventually he finally drew lands, and... He eventually just, yeah. won the game by sacrificing lands to goblin raise runners. <laughs> Which was funny because I wasn't drawing lands all the game. So one time he's not drawn lands and I have drawn lands. Uh, but to note though, the thing that saved us that game was the spell pierce or whatever. Spell pierce. Spell pierce and won will. us that game. Because we would have lost the game that turn. Yeah, and will. But, well, not that turn, but... Well, yeah, I we mean the turn play. after. Yeah. Um, but So what's interesting though is... Is that to me that game or that um that draft that we played was like huge like that that um brought me into like where like I'm getting a lot better at the game because like that just was like a turning point where like yeah. we're we become we're actually like pretty decent at the game um, now I feel like we're just like there like yeah. we're just I mean we we, we know our better. stuff but I I mess up rules a lot though so. And I forget triggers. And, and he, I make a lot of mistakes, but. and he has decks that make his head hurt. Yeah, and it's kind of fun to watch. Yeah, it's pretty funny watching me play. And if we ever do a Coalition Clash episode, I'm sure I'll be like, mm, mm, am I missing anything? Unless so. he does a lot of editing to remove the uh, dead space, which probably won't happen. But mm. it might. We'll see. Probably. We'll see where where we are. But. So, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to say no, about I think, your? I think we hit everything. All right. So. I think that's about it for our uh, uh, outline video. I'm not sure how long we've been going. Probably 45 minutes. Probably longer than that. An hour, Chief. 45 minutes, whatever. But so basically, that's... if so, if you see this video, um, thanks for I watching. Guess, yeah, thanks for watching. And if you uh, if you want to share it with anybody you know for playing Magic the Gathering, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff in the future for um, like gameplay and stuff. So hopefully, we can um, pump out some content with that. Um, also, like, uh, we're going to do, like, on Spotify, we're going to have this this podcast will should be on Spotify, um, so you can listen to it uh, if you're at work or if you're, like, at school, I guess if you're at school, if you're at downtime or something. Whenever you want to listen to it, you can listen to it in the car, whatever. Um, here are our voices. <laughs> yes, sir. Reassure our um, voices. So, yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of, hopefully, a lot of good content in the future, and... Um, I suppose that's probably around about it, huh? Yeah, well, have a good day. Yeah. And, uh...